Until one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. Hello, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to Easier with a Friend today. We are two human friends who share a love for our four-legged fur friends. We are your hosts, Chi and Elaine. And today's topic may interest you if you're one of the many American households that have added pets to their families these last couple of years during the pandemic, or if you've always been pet owners. Yes, I am super excited about today's topic because anyone who knows me knows how much I love animals, dogs in particular. Currently, my husband and I have three dogs and 13 fish, plus an assortment of corals in our two saltwater tanks. And we have one shrimp, one mystery snail, one betta fish, and five neon who all live in our little five-gallon aquarium. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with this question. Chi, what is the best type of pet you've had and why? That's a tough one because I think the types of pets are all so different. But I would have to say the one that I felt the most connected to or the one that I almost like personified would be my little Pomeranian Logan. I've had pets in the past, like hamsters, and we've had fishes while we were in college. Mm -hmm. I have fishes now and I greatly enjoy them. But Logan was on another level where I obsess about him like he's human. (laughs) What about you? I mean, I kind of already know the answer to this question for you, but go ahead. Give us an answer. (laughs) Yeah. So first of all, I agree. I guess as pet owners, we project a lot of human attributes on our pets, right? It's almost like your pet is by extension, a part of yourself because they don't talk. So a lot of the actions that they do, you project human personality traits onto them. So your brain by extension recognizes them as a part of yourself. And I totally agree. Yes. My favorite are dogs, bar none. When I grew up living in Taiwan with my grandparents, our upstairs neighbor, who were also my god grandparents, they had a poodle named Apollo. My earliest memory of any animal was Apollo. I would go upstairs every day and give him water, pet him, drag him around with me, just like basically attack their dog with love and affection. (laughs) I actually wanted to cover today a little bit about just the different advantages of various pets. While we're on the topic, obviously, to me, the advantage of a dog is the level of companionship that they provide you. And I'm with you, Chi. I've had a lot of different pets in the past. I've had hamsters. I've had rabbits. We've had turtles. I've had fish. I've had birds. (laughs) Pretty much the only pet I haven't personally kept is cats because I'm allergic. But I think dogs are great because, you know, they just project so much love and affection. You know, when you come home and you're in a bad mood or it was a bad day at work, how can you stay upset when your dog is so happy to see you and they're just always living in the moment? I just don't think you can come home to a pet like a dog and continue to be in a bad mood for very long. Personal opinion. What about you, Chi? Yeah, I think my experiences with dogs in comparison to you is much limited because growing up, 
My mom and dad are both very anti-pets. My mom loves to keep the house clean and she never liked us having any kind of pets. And I don't know anyone who hates cats more than my mom. But when I was maybe in high school, we got a hamster. And so really my first time owning a dog was in college when we got Logan. I did a lot of research before we got Logan, but a lot of the knowledge I know about owning a dog came from you, Elaine, because like a lot of our friends in high school had a pet dog at home. But it was more like a family guard dog and less mm-hmm. like a family member. One time in high school, I went to your house because one of the stray dogs that you had rescued had puppies. That was my first experience seeing dogs have puppies. But having Logan, I have to say, I agree with you. We do project so much of ourselves and make them into this human character and Logan has passed now for, I was calculating this last night, about five years going on six years. Mm -hmm. And I'm still not ready emotionally to get another dog. And maybe Mm -hmm. it's because growing up, I never had a dog. And so I don't know how to deal with the loss of a pet like a dog. Mm -hmm. But he has a personality that my husband and I had developed for him (laughs) in the time that we had him. And that personality lives on. We still do our Logan voices when we Uh refer to him or, oh, this would be a joke Logan would make as if he made (laughs) jokes, right? As if personally who made those jokes. And we tell our girls about Logan as if it was a family member that has passed. Even though, Mm -hmm. especially for my younger one, she's never met him. He passed right before I gave birth to her. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't think there's anything that compares to owning a dog. And maybe cat owners out there would say cats would be on the same level. I have to say, I am very curious about owning a cat at this point because I have two younger kids. And from what I've seen and heard, cats are a little bit more independent versus Mm -hmm. Dogs are a little bit more needy of your attention. And I feel like maybe at this point, I'm not emotionally ready to get another dog, but maybe I'll try out a cat. Absolutely. So funny story, she and I, very similarly growing up, my grandmother also thought cats were the devil. I don't really know why. I feel like it's an older Asian superstition, maybe. They just don't like cats. I had all kinds of pets, never had a cat and never was really familiar with them. So. We went to college and we did move to a lovely little kind of like mom and pop apartment complex. And they had a number of cats there roaming around. I think the landlords were very fond of cats. They had a lot of cats themselves. And then our next door neighbor used to rescue cats, I think. And she had this one cat and I still remember her name, Amanda Cortacorva, because she had a short tail and she was this beautiful calico. And super friendly. And she would come over and Mandy got really comfortable coming to our apartment and you could train her to do tricks. I bought cat treats specifically to feed Mandy. And when we were moving out, I guess, because our neighbor rescues cats, she was like, well, you know, you can adopt her if y'all want. And I very seriously considered taking Mandy with us. But by this time, she had realized that I had a bad allergy to cats. 
Yeah, well, a lot of time when we were leaving to go to our bus stop to go to to class in college, the cat would come out and say hello, and we would pet it on our way out and then get on the bus and go. And Elaine has this kind of little tick, if you will, where she likes to rub her eyes and her nose a lot. This is pre-COVID, obviously, right? And I'm watching her as the day goes, and her eye is just getting more and more swollen on the eye that she normally rubs with her hand. And I'm like, are you okay? And she was like, what are you talking about? And by the time we made it to class, her one eye had basically swollen shut. I mean, it was so (laughs) swollen and she was still trying to deny that something was going on, right? And so we finally put two and two together that it was because she had petted the cat right before she left. And thinking back after that incident, we were like, after we moved in, you were having allergy symptoms. But yeah, we figured out that Elaine has a cat allergy. Oh, I know. And then the first year that Nick and I were together, he understands that my rescuing of animals goes beyond dogs because I also brought home a stray kitten. I walked in the door and I was like, I found a kitten today. And he was like, no. And I was like, well, I mean, it's a kitten. I can't just leave it outside. It's going to die. And he was like, you're allergic. What are we going to do with this kitten? And I was like, well, we'll find a home for it. And he was like, where, when he, and he literally put his foot down and said, okay, the kitten can have two weeks. And I was like, fine. Fortunately, we found the kitten, a lovely home with our friends. And so that story has a happy ending. I think the advantages of having a cat are definitely the independence, but I feel like they provide kind of that similar level of companionship that a dog does. And I really think it just comes down to a personality thing, like whether or not you love dogs or you love cats kind of depends on what you yourself are looking for in a pet companion. And Chi, you have a new fish tank. What made you choose the fish this time? Well, I think my choice has a lot to do with, first of all, having young kids that already needed a lot of my attention. I thought it was a good introduction for them to learn about pet ownership. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I can help them with, something that's kind of contained and easy to maintain, but still teaches them a sense of responsibilities when it comes to owning a pet. And right now, for my family situation and our needs, the fish tank has been perfect. I mean, Mm-hmm. We have had so many hours of just sitting in front of the fish tank and mm-hmm. studying it, talking about it, discussing it. They help me clean it. They feed it. It's their job every day when they come home from school to feed the fishes. We just have so much fun with the fish tank. But right. for me personally, there's something so peaceful about sitting in front of your fish tank and just watching them swim around and watching the water. I've just really find it to be so meditating and peaceful and calming. When I do get a moment, I like to just sit for a little bit with my cup of tea in front of the fish tank and it helps calm me and it's so relaxing. I don't know if it's true for all fish pet owners, but for me, the tank has been such a good meditating place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think our fish tank has really provided just an additional level of 
it's almost like home decoration and pet. You learn that even fish can learn or have personalities. So I think it's a it's a definitely a pet that you can really attune to whatever your needs are in terms of husbandry of taking care of your pet. You can adjust how big a fish tank you want, right? There's also kind of automated things you can add to your fish tank, like you can add automatic feeders. And then just really kind of quickly to run through the gamut of other pets. Chi, you've kept a hamster before. What was your favorite thing about your hamster? My favorite thing is that it had really opened up my mom's heart to owning pets. And at first she was like, what is this rat? I don't want anything to do with it. They were buddies by the end. I live in the kitchen and she would feed it food. And I remember at one point I had my mom watch my fish for a long summer break. And again, she fell in love with them and she kept up the fish tank on her own mm-hmm. for years and years, probably 10 years <laughs> after that. But yeah, so the hamster, I think it's also a good step up for younger kids to own a hamster. I can imagine where if my girls were a little bit older, they could begin to really fully be able to take care of a pet on their own. I definitely agree. I think also they make so many fun, different habitats for hamsters these days. You can build a really big habitat with all these tubes and watch your hamster crawl through them and play on different toys. And I think it's a great not just an introductory pet. I think some adults enjoy having them as pets. And again, I think it's one of those ones where maybe you're not a fish person. You just don't think they're quite interactive enough. You want something that you can hold and you can pet. My hamster actually was my very first like furry pet growing up. I think I was eight when I got my hamster. I was extremely attached to my hamster. Her name was Snowball. She was a white hamster. I was not very original with names, (laughs) but, but She was wonderful. She was very gentle. She was very, very interactive. I was extremely sad when Snowball passed away. But I I actually think that even though hamsters live very short lives, they're great for kids, like you said, to learn responsibility, to learn what it is to love an animal and care for them. And also a little bit to learn about loss, right? Because I think all types of learning experiences are important. And same kind of for rabbits. Like, Those are the kinds of pets where it's just a little bit easier on the care scale, but you still get a level of interaction. And rabbits, you can actually train to go in a sandbox or to go use the restroom in their crate or whatever, and they can actually learn to be free roaming at home. Um, I don't personally have a ton of experience with reptiles, but my husband used to keep a pet alligator, which... He's lucky to be alive because he (laughs) caught it in the lake himself, not even thinking about mother alligators. And of course, this was like Texas in the 80s. I'm sure he might have broken some law. I hope the statute of limitations is over on that by now. (laughs) I guess for me, reptiles don't have the same attraction because I prefer furry pets. But I also had a coworker who kept snakes and that was just his preference for pets. He really didn't like all the fur and all the hair. So I think just different strokes for different folks in terms of pets. Um, I also really love birds. I've always kind of wanted to get one, but the great thing about birds and the negative thing about birds is that they live a very, very long time. I think before you get a bird, you really need to find out about how long the lifespan of that animal is because some birds can live 60 plus years 
So that is a lifelong commitment that you're making to the bird. All just different sorts of considerations. But I think in the spirit of our podcast, what I really love about pets is that they really are the best kind of friends that you can have for yourself. For me personally, my pets have gotten me through all kinds of times in my life. They provide, I think, a level of companionship when you're sad, when you're mad, when you're feeling lonely, your pet is always there for you. So I really love how they provide that level of friendship and companionship. And even though it's really sad, like she said, when they pass, and it can be, I think, very, very difficult. For me, I guess it's always just worth it. It's like she said, they really become a part of your family and they're part of you and part of your life. Yeah. And I kind of just want to make sure we mention this, that there are a lot of pets in shelters that are looking for homes. There's probably a good dog or cat that's already trained who needs a home. And they even have rescues for birds and reptiles and all sorts of animals, if that's what you're into. Thank you, everyone, for listening in today. That's the end of this episode of Easier with a Friend. If you've enjoyed today's episode, We'd love for you to take a minute to really connect with your pet and enjoy the companionship they've brought to your life. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend, on our Facebook page, Easier with a Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com. Check our website, easierwithafriend.com for today's transcript.